Hi, I'm Kristen, and this is the Simple Handmade Everyday Podcast, where I talk about living a creative, intentional life. I like to chat about quilting, sometimes knitting, and lately cross-stitch, what I'm reading and watching, and a little bit about self-care, productivity, and keeping a cozy, organized home. I've got my cup of tea in hand, so grab yours and let's settle in for a chat. This is episode 90. Hello friends, welcome, welcome back if you're a returning listener, which I completely appreciate. I am recording at a weird time for me. It is a Sunday night, pushing 8 p.m., so getting dangerously close to my bedtime. But I've been meaning to record for like a week and a half now, and just life has not let me do it. So I'm going to uh, probably, I'm going to record tonight, and then I'll edit this tomorrow and get it up on Monday, July 11th, probably. So my cup of tea today is Harney and Sons Egyptian chamomile because, you know, it's 8 p.m. and I don't need the caffeine at this point. I hope you have something fun to um, drink while you listen. So let me catch up on what's been going on here. One of my top four goals for 2022 was to do a bathroom renovation on our master bathroom, which is the only room in our house that we've lived in for 26 years that we have never um, remodeled, except for retiling the shower when we had a leak when I had a newborn baby and cancer, which was not a fun time to have that happen. But anyway, so I have been working on this since... January and here we are in July and things are getting installed so um, it has been a hellacious last couple weeks I you know we it we're a three-bedroom house so I didn't think it would be such a big deal but it is um, you know when you're used to having we have a you know an ensuite as they call them uh, you know bathroom attached to our bedroom and so they demoed it out a couple weeks ago Um, so they installed the new vanity cabinet and then we had to wait a while for them to come back. And um, in this last week, they have um, done the tile floor, painted. Um, man, it doesn't sound like much considering how long it took. Installed a new light over the vanity. Actually installed all new lights. Um, and then actually today when they were grouting the tile and stuff, he installed all the baseboards and all the little... Um, accessories like the hooks for the towels and the handheld and the toilet paper roll and um, you know just all the little things like that so it doesn't even look remotely like my bathroom anymore and I mean that in a good way so um, next is the countertop sink faucet which are all like purchased just need to be installed and then it's just a mirror we need a new mirror and then the whatever however I'm gonna decorate it which I absolutely have no idea so I'm hoping that my friend Stephanie over at um, the make and decorate podcast will help me out there she actually was very sweet to reply to some very um, sort of late and panicky texts about mirror choices and um, so ultimately I think what I'm gonna go I'm just gonna go with a custom framer to make exactly the size mirror that I need for that space and and just get it right you know we lived with this bathroom as is for 20 
six years and I imagine we're just we're going out on this bathroom so it just better be right right now so anyways it is so hard to have people in and out of your house all day um we have these two rescue dogs right one the first one we got Bailey she's very chill but the second one Ollie is a handful so we actually had to keep him leashed up while people were in the house because he would just kind of go crazy and bark at them and run after them so we're getting some special training for Ollie to break him of that but the reality was is that he spent a lot of the last couple of weeks on a leash you know next to me while I'm working or whatever and it was hard on everyone not to mention the amount of dust that is in this house right now so my job going forward this week is to like deal with the construction dust it's been something and I am just I'm over it I'm over it it's so hard it's the whole renovation thing I feel so happy that we are finally doing this, but I've forgotten about the pain of renovations. About 20 years ago, we redid the kitchen, and about eight years ago, we put we built a loft, we did the stairs, did hardwood floors, we did a downstairs bathroom in a much easier way. And um, I remember almost falling into a depression by the end. I just could not handle the, the dirt, the concrete floors, the people. And um, I just, you know, it's like, a, it's like childbirth. You forget the pain of it, but it is worth it in the end. Um, and then the kids, you know, our kids came home. Um, one, I've got one kid living at home for the summer, college kid. The other two are, you know, uh, flown the coop. But they um, came home for the long weekend of 4th of July. And that was great. And, um, but it was when our bathroom was torn up. So that just made the whole bathroom situation <laughs> that much harder. But uh, yeah, we're just in the middle of summer here. Just, um, you know, just kind of getting through it. Our um, I'm in Southern California with, you know, with our drought and we finally made the hard decision to just stop watering the lawn. You're only allowed to water once a week, which we abide by. And um, so my goal now is to keep our planters alive that are, you know, like perennial beds. But we let the grass grow and um, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to see. I mean, it, the, the bottom line, the reason we made the decision, it was already dying. So like it was... Does 80% dead, you know, is that better than 100% dead? I think not. I think the consistency of 100% dead is better. So, um, so yeah, that's, uh, we just hope that we get out of this, this drought at some point. So that is the, the report from what's going on over here. And uh, before we head into the quilting talk, I'd like to thank Fat Quarter Shop for sponsoring the podcast. The Fat Quarter Shop is a one-stop show for quilting fabrics and supplies for quilters around the world. They stock quilt shop quality fabrics, pre-cuts, quilt kits, patterns, notions, and even cross-stitch supplies. They recently released the Christmas Time Mystery Sew Along Quilt Kit. And this kit features the new fabric line called Christmas Stitched by Fig Tree Quilts. It's absolutely gorgeous. The pattern for the quilt along is free and it's been delayed a little bit so it will most likely start in August and I will definitely be sewing along with this mystery quilt series. I will also be doing the cross stitch <laughs> for the mystery um, sew along as well. So um, for the um, the Christmas sew along I'm using the line Merry Making by Gingerbread from Moda which is just super cute. So if you would like to sew along it is not too late. Um, I'll put links in the show notes for um, uh, the quilt kit and um, and then you can also I'll put a link to the supply page and it's mostly the cross stitch supplies at this point but they will be putting the um, the more of the quilt along um, you know supplies and fabric requirements and things like that a little bit closer to the sew along date um, you can buy a Christmas 
um, line or you can use you know make it scrappy you can do your own whatever you want just um, it'll be fun to sew along for Christmas in the summer check out the show notes for all the links so what have you guys been working on um, I thought I would be farther along with the granny square quilt along that I'm doing also with the fat quarter shop again never too late to join in you can just buy the um, the Lori Holt great granny square book and and follow along so I am making four blocks at a time the way the quilt along goes is they're they're kind of doing two blocks a week I, I was late off the the start with this one and now I'm even yeah, I'm still behind doesn't matter it's all just sewing so I am doing four blocks at a time um, and I find that a really nice level of blocks to um, get into a good groove with chain piecing, but not so many that I get them mixed up. So the fun part about doing this great granny square blocks, which is basically one layer of squares bigger, one layer of squares bigger than the granny square blocks. So you've got the center is the child, the next layer is the parent, granny, the bigger one more layer out is the great granny. I think you can hear my dog barking in the background. I apologize. That's Ollie the troublemaker. Um, so what's fun about laying out these great granny square blocks is um, there are ways to do, the last granny square quilt I did, I did with strip piecing, which is definitely faster. Um, but in this one, I'm just gonna follow her direction. So I took a, a whole, like a fat quarter bundle and just cut, you know, a bunch of two and a half inch squares. And then um, I've got, a piece of foam board covered with um, quilt batting that's just taped to the back and I use this as just a little a little design board that I can keep next to my sewing machine and I just lay out one block at a time and, and each block is its own sort of composition so you know you can play around with um, color theory as your you know is each round is just is a different color as you do a granny square block and so you can think of it as, you know, you can play around with color theory. You can play around with value and contrast. And that block can look quite different depending on how you play with those elements. So it's just kind of a fun little exercise for each little block. So I've, I've got those. I'm sitting next to my computer, my computer, my sewing machine. And um, I've those that first four is almost done. I think I need to make 20. I think it's a four by five layout so I've got a ways to go here but um, where I sew is in the front room um, so I can't really sew when people are working in the house that feels weird as they're going up and down the stairs and I don't know just I the, the sewing mojo has not been strong with me right now but what has you know as I talked before what has really been saving my life is just doing some cross stitch and I talked about cross stitch last podcast and I heard from so many of you who also cross stitch not surprised we are all crafty people um, so that has been really fun um, and I've learned a lot I've completely settled in on what's called the sewing method where you keep your needle on top of the work at all times instead of trying to come up from the bottom which can be hard to find that little that, that hole um, and just the practice has given me um, you know I'm better at as I'm changing directions and things like that finding where I need to be finding the right hole even from the from the top so that's that's good I'm, I'm glad I've settled in on that method um, the thing is, is there's just, there's so much counting. It's, it's very relaxing and, you know, you don't need a lot of supplies. I can 
take it around the house. I can take it and sew out on the patio. I can do it while I'm watching TV. I can move it all around. And that is really nice. That, that is the thing that I most love about handwork is I can do it whenever. Um, but it is crazy how many times I count and recount squares and still make mistakes. <laughs> this reminds me of how I so struggled to get off the ground with knitting because I could never get any amount of knitting under my belt before I made a mistake and I was unraveling and then just like wanted to throw it all away. And I'm at that point with, um, I'm doing, I think I linked it in the last podcast. It's a little cross-stitch project, cross project from It's So Emma from the Fat Quarter Shop designed by Lori Holt and it's called... It's like um, cut, press, sew or something like that. So there's a little, there's a little block that says quilt, a little iron that says press, a little um, scissors that says cut. And I haven't done the last one, the last, I'm the last quadrant. So I don't even know what it says right now, but I've made a mistake on the scissors of where I started stuff. And it's I'm not going back and ripping it out it's just it's just like one square off the handles are one square off but that just kind of really affects the way the blades are going to go down I'm going to figure it out but it's in timeout right now but I was just like I can't not even believe that I that I got something wrong because I count obsessively so anyways um so I am enjoying that um and I'm going to join in for the mystery Christmas cross stitch quilts along so I got my supplies for that which I bought a nicer quality Ada cloth um and it's a uh, kind of it almost looks like burlap it's like kind of that brown so it's a little it's a little homespun and folksy um which is not normally my vibe but if you're gonna go with that vibe Christmas is the time right um and I was kind of tempted you know I was saying last episode how cross stitch is such an inexpensive hobby and I was called out on that by a few people. Ada cloth can get pricey. And if you get into the the hoops and there's something called like a Q-snap that are ways to um, hold, you know, your, your project taut, um, those can be pricey. I do something called a stitching in hand, which means I don't use a hoop. I just hold it and I just do it that way. And it gets all crumpled up. And, um, but it, that actually really kind of softens up your Ada cloth. Um, and, but it all presses out. So it's all good. And so I, I guess I spare myself that, um, expense, but when you, if you decide to join in, um, and you click over to the supply page, they have a printout for the fat quarter shop where it tells you, you know, um, you know that you need the Ada cloth and these are the colors and they've got kits for DMC and DMC is your bargain embroidery floss um but then they have these you know, I think they the nickname for it is fancy floss and they're hand dyed embroidery flosses you know just like we've got hand dyed fabrics and and really nice quality threads um and so and there was a beautiful one and the the sample that I've seen is done in in the fancy floss and so there's it's not variegated but there is um you know like a a hand dyed yarn there is variegation you know of saturation in the in the floss and it makes it look very pretty did i spring for that no i did not because i don't know where this hobby is going so i'm keeping it within bounds right now but um so anyways there are there are ways to make this an expensive hobby and then i guess if you um you know, if you frame things, you take them to framers. There's a way to make everything expensive, right? So anyway, so I'm I'm still I'm still just stitching away, enjoying that. Um, I will get back to my quilt now that people are out of my house for a while, and I can, my sewing area is out of control. So um, 
I'm enjoying the the granny square quilt, so I will get back to that. Um, I think last episode I talked about making some design boards with the Lori Holt um, tutorial. And so I made small ones because I saw Kimberly Jolly from Fat Quarter Shop keeps her, um, the, the, you know, embroidery floss is like six things. It's six strands. So you, and I'm only using one strand at a time. So that's, it's just a way that you can just stick them right on a, a small little eight inch square design board to kind of keep them organized. And that has worked very well for me. I would like to make some larger ones for quilting. Like, um, I would like to make some 14 and 18 inch ones. And I have bought the foam core for that. Um, but um, Lori Holt kind of makes them cute with putting binding around them. And, um, and then you hot glue that down, which I absolutely did and did not particularly enjoy that process. <laughs> I definitely burnt my fingers more than once. And I first, I haven't used hot glue, you know, it's just kind of a mess. There's the stringy, blah, blah, blah. It worked fine, um, but it wasn't really fun. And then YouTube and all this wisdom serves up to me a different video about how to make these cute design boards with no hot glue. And she uses heat and bond. Um, so I bought from Amazon just it's like um, an inch or two wide heat and bond that you just put under the, the binding and then you just use like a little like the whatever iron I'm totally using my little Aliso mini craft iron just just iron that to seal that down so I will try that for you and let you know how that goes but I think that will go better than than um, the hot glue so I'm excited to try that I really want to get back to finishing up the last hat I was knitting for knots of love but you know I just get a little compulsive about things so, so that is the craft report. I hope that you guys are finding fun things to do this summer. Um, sewing, knitting, stitching, whatever, painting, drawing, whatever makes you happy. So let's, let's move on to, to books. Um, I don't know if I've admitted, I probably have, but I'm a little embarrassed to admit that I am re-listening to the whole Inspector Gamache series, um, because, because I want to like, uh, revisit the trajectory of, the story arc that goes through all the books, not like the mystery of the book. I was talking to somebody about this recently. The, the mystery of the book in some ways is like the least important part of what's going on in those books, which is, I guess, why I like it. Um, so since we last talked, I've listened to uh, Barrier Dead, and I'm in the middle of uh, The Beautiful Mystery. And um, I really realized that it's, it's with Barrier Dead that this whole, the whole series... Um, takes a turn if you listened if you if you read Harry Potter book four is where that series starts to go in a different direction um, and and that's where where this this is it's with barrier dead as you find out all the details about what they call the factory raid um, which just plays into the whole rest of the series it's a very turning point um, situation which we kind of only hear about as, as he's remembering it you're not actually there for it which is kind of interesting somebody else pointed that out one time like there's no book that the factory rate is that happens it's it's like it's after and it's all in retrospect and beautiful mystery takes place in a monastery which is super cool where um this um these monks are have become famous for their gregorian chants and um 
because I am in fact obsessive and I listen to uh, music while I work when I'm doing kind of repetitive tasks if I have to think I can't listen to anything but if I'm just um, you know doing repetitive tasks which comes up for me then um, I like to have some music on I listen to a lot of um, I'm not super into music on my own so I depend on a lot of playlists um, from other people um, uh, the Nestor uh, Nestor Smith who um, is a interior decorating um, guru of mine. She has one, some that I love, um, Kendra Adachi from the, the Lazy Genius. She puts together a playlist that I really like. But I started listening to Gregorian chants, which is like the perfect background music. So that, that's that been kind of fun. So that is my, um, that's the main book I've been listening to. Um, I only got partway through this next one and then I had to return it, but I've already requested it again. And it was um, a big bestseller. You know, I'm never on the cutting edge of these bestsellers. Um, it's called The Glass Hotel by Emily St. John Mandel. And um, this is, how far was I? I mean, I was well into it. It's a little bit, I don't, I want it kind of thrillery. It, it says it's a mystery. I hadn't gotten to exactly a mystery part of it yet. But it's about a, a girl um, and her stepbrother, actually, but this girl whose name is Vincent, um, named after an artist, apparently, um, she kind of a dropout girl working in a bar at a very fancy, fancy hotel, the Glass Hotel, um, where she meets a, a guy, a man who um, is, it's, I feel like it's like a Bernie, Bernie Madoff thing. He's like, you know, it's pretty obvious that he's very rich and he's part of, you know, some kind of a crazy financial scheme that is pretty clear from the beginning is going to fall apart. Um, so it's pretty, it's pretty compelling to figure out how she en ends up in his life and, and, and all that. So um, it had great reviews. So I'm looking forward to getting back to the Glass Hotel. The book that I'm reading, um, like my evening reading, I'm not done. I always hate to recommend books I haven't finished, but yet I do it every time. It's called um, The Brighter the Light by Mary Ellen. Gosh, what have I written down here? It must be Taylor. And um, this, I don't even know how I got turned on to this book. I have a ton of Kindle books that come in like... Um, the, the free, the first read books if you're on Prime, and then um, really good deals from BookBub. So I, I'm a little backed up on my reading here. Um, but The Brighter the Light um, takes place in different time periods, and I love those kinds of books. In the present, um, the main character, Ivy, is going to pack up the house, the cottage where her grandmother lived um, and ran um, the Seaside Hotel. And her grandmother, whose name is Ruth, grew up um, with her parents owning this hotel and then raised her daughter at this hotel and then the granddaughter. And a hurricane has actually, in the present day, has come and wiped out the hotel. And um, the grandmother has died and Ivy has come to, to clean it out. And so we're getting, um, as she is packing up the house, some things are coming up and we are seeing how those played out in the past when um, when the grandmother was a little girl. So I love those um, a lot of, um, oh, who is that woman? That Kate Morton, who I love. Has she written a book for a while? Man, I should look to see if Kate Morton has written another book. She loves these things that take place in different times. And you see, you're seeing things happen in the past that are coming into play in the future, you know, in the present. And so I love that. So, so those are the books I've been reading. Um, let me tell you a little bit about TV. Now, we all know, 
huge Rosamunda Pilcher fan, right? We've talked about Rosamunda Pilcher on this podcast a lot. And um, it's funny, my aunt emailed me and said, do you have Acorn? Because um, coming home and the Shell Seekers are on Acorn. And it's so funny that she had emailed me that day because I was watching Coming Home. Coming Home by Rosamunda Pilcher is one of my very favorite books. It's one of, I love big, long, epic books. Starts with... Um, Judith when she's like the main character when she's like 13 and I don't know probably spends 10 years so that's not I guess super epic but um you know it's it's like from childhood till she's a young adult and the um the movie it's a or mini series as we used to call them um it has some it has some pretty decent people in it it's got Kira Knightley when she was a little girl playing young Judith uh What's her name? Joanna Lumley um, is in it from, if you remember her from Absolutely Fabulous. And um, who else is in it? Oh, em- Emily Mortimer. If you know her, she's a, a British actress. So anyways, it's a fun, it's a fun miniseries. Um, I actually didn't get to the end, but all I, what I mostly remember is that it stops before the book stops it stops at a really awkward place and so I have been loath to to rewatch it but um so that but that's kind of a fun thing to watch and then I watched the shell seekers um that has who is it I want to say Vanessa Redgrave and I'm going to go check it right now because I don't want to be wrong yes it's Vanessa Redgrave um as Penelope who's the main character in that book that was Rosamund Pilcher's big breakout hit um I've probably talked about this before but she wrote a lot of mediocre novels before the shell seekers um and it was really her agent that told her she needed to write like a kind of more of an epic tale and this is another um book where she's like in her 60s um has just suffered a heart attack and um what she really wants to do is go back to Cornwall because it's Rosamund Pilcher and of course it's going to be in Cornwall. Um, she wants to go back to where she grew up. Her father was an artist. She lived a really rarefied existence among a lot of um, artists in this seaside village and you know and um, none of her kids want to go with her and um, so and, and she's had quite an interesting life. Of course this all over- overlaps World War II two I guess probably um so anyways that was um that was a, f- a fun one I get I I like the shell seekers it's like it's not my favorite um of Rosamunda Pilcher's book but that was a fun one to watch and then because I watched those what was suggested to me um was called the four seasons by Rosamunda Pilcher and I think she just wrote this for tv I couldn't I cannot find a book by this name so that was fun um I'm trying to remember when it was filmed. Hang on. Okay, The Four Seasons is a movie. It's actually, it's a four-part miniseries from 2008. And this is fun. So this is a story of a woman who um, walked away from her very wealthy husband and even her child because she couldn't hack it anymore um she didn't want to walk away from the child but he manipulated her and so now it is um oh gosh it's probably 30 years later um she hasn't seen her daughter you know like 20 years um 
Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how much to give away. But anyways, I guess you find out very early on that, that the daughter had had died. And, and so this is later, and she's coming back to pay her respects. And um, she is very estranged from this, this very wealthy family. And um, she has a, at this point, I've probably got these times all wrong because the, the at this point her granddaughter's 20 years old and so anyways so that each episode takes place in a season so I think the first one is maybe winter I I can't remember um and so the the story is is how she re-engages with this estranged family and her granddaughter um and so every episode takes place in a different season and it's quite charming it was it was fun to watch it was to discover like a new thing from Rosamund Pilcher was very delightful. So that's on Acorn, um, as are, yeah, all these Rosamund Pilcher um, movies. So, um, so, so now that I'm, I'm like plugged back into Acorn, there's a lot of new series dropping. There's some new Agatha Raisin um, mysteries, which are very fun. Agatha Raisin is a um, very kind of she-she um, Australian detective. And, um, and they're fun. They're not my very favorites, but they're, they are definitely fun to watch. Um, but one of my other favorites that are just the episodes are starting to drop again is a New Zealand mystery called the Broken Wood Mysteries. So it's another kind of mystery show. Um, and, and the new season is starting to drop. So that's really fun. And then the other thing that I dove back into was on PBS. I never did get, um, finish up all creatures great and small. Um, I'm, actually right today I'm on the last episode of season two I've talked during the I always say during the pandemic as if it's over um but early in like say lockdown I discovered that um all creatures great and small and um you know which is this you know the story of James Harriet and it was just like absolutely the balm that my soul needed during 2020 and 2021. Um, I guess I didn't need it so bad here in 2022. So it took me a while to get around to watching it, but it is so delightful. Um, he is a vet from Scotland that is um, t- integrating himself into this um, practice in this rural area in England where he's you know, met a girl that he likes and, you know, you just go along on all the calls um, and, and it's just, you know, all the, all, you got all the beautiful scenery and the animal stuff and some fun um, relational um, situations where, um, so he was hired by this, um, this vet that has his own practice. So his, his, the, the veterinary practice and the home are all integrated. So it's him, his name's Siegfried. The actor is from um, Mr. Selfridge, the journalist from Mr. Selfridge, if you watch that. And so you got Siegfried and his brother and this very delightful housekeeper that holds the whole thing together. And, and, um, James lives there and, um, it's absolutely a a delightful show. So, um, I encourage you to watch that. Now the shows my husband and I, um, we watch, you know, usually in the evening, we finished Ted Lasso. That was super fun. I, that lived up to all the hype. Um, we are now watching the morning show, with Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell, and Reese Witherspoon. I don't think I talked about this last time. I apologize if I did. But with those three actors, I assumed that this was going to be a a light-hearted comedy. It is not. It is absolutely not. (laughs) It is about the gritty, dark side of morning news shows. So it's, it's very good. Um, so Steve Carell, 
plays a disgraced, you know, him and Jennifer Aniston have a, you know, Regis and Kathy Lee kind of vibe. I'm dating myself by that reference. Um, and then um, he's just as a, you know, sexual allegations, um, kind of a disgraced Matt Lauer, you know, moment. Um, and then and then Reese Witherspoon comes in to take over that co-anchor job. And um, there's just a lot of uh, there's some just some really good acting. I didn't really remember that Jennifer Aniston was such a good actor. I just think first, oh, she was Rachel and she did some movies, you know, like I mostly feel like Jenner, Jennifer Anderson, Aniston is um, famous for being famous. <laughs> you know, she was famous for being Rachel. But she has some acting chops and that has been really fun to watch. So she's very good as kind of the the aging Oh, isn't that so sad? Um, the, the aging anchor and then Reese Witherspoon comes in. Reese Witherspoon played her younger sister on Friends. I feel like maybe I told you all of this last episode. I apologize. But anyways, morning show. Very good. Do not go into it thinking it's a lighthearted comedy. Um, I know I talked last time that we were watching Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Um, so I won't go into that again. But that, we finished that up. It was great. Loved it. Loved it. Um, we watched Coda which is Children of Deaf Adults. It is the movie that won the best picture um, this year from the Oscars. And it is, it's got Marley Matlin in it. It is the story of a girl whose entire family, except for her, is deaf. So it's a mom, dad, and her brother are all deaf. She's the only hearing child. And she has spent most of her life interpreting for them they um they're fishermen they run a fishing business and they really depend on her to um to be the hearing person on the on the boat and to um be the intermediary intermediary when they're selling their fish at market and things like that and um she's a senior in high school and she loves to sing and of course they don't understand this and singing is very important to her and um, this is so. This is a story of her trying to figure out. She has a, a um, she joins choir mostly because there's a cute boy, but you know she does love to sing. And her teacher really takes to her and would like her to, um, you know, take her singing like to the next step as she you know moves on to college. And and this is very problematic in this family. So, um, I we watched it with my younger son. And then when the older kids came home, um, we watched it again with them, and I cried both times. It's it's very, very good. Okay, the last thing I want to talk about TV-wise, I always think I've got so much to say about TV, it's almost embarrassing. There is going to be a Three Pines show. There's going to be an Inspector Gamache TV series. Now, I'm equal parts excited and apprehensive about this because I did not care for Still Life, um, which is the first book that they and they made it into a movie, and I have to say that it was cast very well. The the person that they um, cast, I can't remember his name, for Inspector Gamache, really. I mean, it's not how I picture him, but it fits him really well. Um, Clara was well cast. It was a very well cast movie, and that's the problem, right? When you you're so in love with books, then you go to movies, and you're like, oh, this is ruining it for me. Um, what ruined it for me for that movie was that I never really realized how the mystery du jour is is just one layer of what's going on in those books um and so when it you reduce it down to a little agatha christie cozy mystery it's like 
you know, my husband's looking at me like, I don't understand why you love these books so much. I'm like, because this is not the book. So I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried about that. Um, Alfred Molina is Inspector Gamache. I am not sure about that casting. That does not really fit for me, but we'll give it a try. It's going to be an Amazon. It's an Amazon original. They apparently filmed the first season at the end of 2021 and with the idea that they would release it in 2022. So hopefully that will be coming out soon. So that was something to, um, you know, look forward to. All right, our last section here, which I sometimes talk about, homemaking, sometimes productivity. It's a total mishmash today. Here's the deal. Prime Day is coming up. When I release this on the 11th, I think Prime Day is the 12th and 13th. It's actually two Prime Days. I get on. I don't know how this all works, even though my son works for Amazon now and he's all plugged in on the Prime Day. But anyways, I did want to just um, mention a couple of things that I really love that might be something you might, might want to look for on Prime Day because that's when the deals are. The first one is a Kindle. Um, I got my Kindle Oasis on Black Friday and it was heavily discounted. And so um, Amazon products... Um, usually go on big discounts on Prime Day. We, obviously, we never know what's going to be on a sale on Prime Day. But um, I've talked before about my Kindle Oasis, which is is kind of a pricey Kindle. Um, you, the Paperwhite is a totally good um, Kindle too. I'm sure will also be on sale. Um, I've talked about this in other episodes, but what I do like about the Oasis is that the screen is bigger than the Paperwhite. And... Um, it I like the way you hold on to it it has physical buttons to turn pages you can also just do touch screen but there's something that's nice about the the physical buttons um it's got great battery life it has the um warm light um so if you're trying to fight the blue light thing so at night I, I use it to read at night and you can make the light really warm I actually have it so reverse so the screen is black um, and the letters are white and then that's a really warm white and that I feel like that has the best chance of being dark in the room it doesn't bother my husband in terms of from a light perspective and it doesn't bother me from a blue light perspective um, I also have a great cover for it that I love that you can prop up like when you're eating lunch and it's got an elastic band in the back so so that you don't have to hold it very uh, tight um, I tried to have not have a case for it but it's actually quite slippery and I couldn't quite figure out how to hold it comfortably. So I didn't want a case, but I found a case I loved. So anyway, so um, a Kindle um, is, is something you might want to look at. Um, my son was telling me that last year on Prime Day, the number one product was um, was Roombas, was robot vacuums. And um, which got me thinking, it's funny because that got me thinking about how we needed to replace our, we have, we've had a Roomba, I figured out, I think we've had it for about 10 years. And it has worked very well. I've had to replace the battery twice. Um, once, um, whatever they're called, the, the company sent me a new one. And then once I bought a not Roomba, I think it's iRobots is the brand. Um, I just bought like an off-brand one for like $15. And that served me for like another solid five years. Um, but it just, it's not charging. It was having problems. So I wanted to replace it. I was going to wait till Prime Day. And then I was influenced. It's funny because I saw an Instagram story of the lazy genius who said that she was influenced by an influencer. And then I was influenced by her to look at a brand called Eufy, E-U-F-Y. And um, at that time, 
which was a few weeks ago, it was heavily discounted. I, I feel like it, it was $100 off or something. So I'm like, okay, I don't know the Prime Day is going to do any better than this. I did research it versus the um, the Roomba and um, decided, and there are some things that said, they said the battery life isn't quite as long. The the canister isn't quite as big, um, but it all, it was like, uh, it was like half the price of the Roomba. So I was like, you know, that might be okay. So now I have it and I do like it very much. Um, I highly recommend it. He, it's much quieter. It's funny, you know, the technology has come a long ways. It's much quieter. It's quite quiet. Here's the one thing that I miss. I'm sorry if you can hear the cars going outside. I'm recording with an open window <laughs> because it's hot, because it's summer. Anyways, the, what I like about the Roomba is it came with these things. They're called um, invisible walls and I can't describe it, but there were just these little canisters, battery powered. When you turned it on, it would shoot like a little laser thing um, and across a room and the Roomba would not go past that. So um, I felt that the Roomba did better if you kept it in one room at a time. Otherwise, it just would wander out and like never really finish a room. So I would use those invisible walls to keep it in small spaces. The Eufy does not have anything like that. Um, so I do kind of wish that I could, you know, there are d some days where I like the dogs are, you know, they're in and out of the house and they're tracking mulch and dead grass in. And I would like it to just do that room. And that's, there's not a good way to do that. So it just has to kind of do the whole downstairs. The good news is, is I sit down to work in the morning. I let that sucker go and, you know, it's quiet. So it doesn't really matter that it's going to do the whole downstairs every day. Um, so, but that is the one, the one feature that I miss. So you might want to check that out, um, Eufy. Um, another thing that I might, I was planning on buying a stick vacuum um, because I wanted to stop sweeping. But now that I have the robot vacuum, I don't necessarily think I need the stick vacuum anymore. Um, but what, because of, we have hardwoods and I um, realized that when I'm sweeping, there's just, there's a lot of like dog fur and things like that. I just, I just I feel like I'm chasing it around all the time. I'm like, I need a vacuum, not a broom. But I think maybe our little robot which we named Rosie after the um jet the Jetsons made <laughs> robot made if you remember the show the Jetsons our last robot vacuum was named Mr. Bates from Downton Abbey which makes no sense because he didn't clean things but um so you might want to look at things like that the other thing that I um really love that I consider kind of a luxury item are um, my airpods um my husband does not understand why I love them, but my two boys have them too. We all love them. They are worth the hype. Um, but if you can get them for a discount, that is the way to go. So those are some things you might want to look. Also, obviously, any of the books you've been thinking about, um, you know, oh, just, you know, definitely search for those. So I will put these links um, in the show notes for the Kindle and for the Eufy and things like that. So you can check that out. And then, um, you know, if you click through on, on one of my links, then... Um, then I get a, a, a very small little affiliate um, kickback, um, even if you don't buy that product, like even if you buy something else. So um, that, is a, that is an easy way for you to support the podcast if you so choose. The other thing that um, I just wanted to talk about because I thought it was so fun. I don't know. Have you seen this new, um, I don't even know, new trend, new fashion trend? Um, that I'm seeing everywhere. It probably says a lot about wh who I'm following on social media, but there's this whole new vibe called Coastal Grandmother. 
And the idea of this is that somebody like coined this phrase, but it is the 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 vibe of how the women dress in Nancy Myers movies. So I am a huge fan of Nancy Myers decor. I've talked about that on a lot of other podcasts. So we're talking about um, shows like The Parent Trap, um, As Good as It Gets. Um, it's complicated, you know, things with Diane Keaton, Meryl Streep. And it's like the vibe that they have, which is all very like linen, um, you know, natural, like linen and white and, um, you know, your uh, like chambray blues, things like that, which is exactly my vibe. So I'm enjoying seeing it everywhere. But that leads to me to the, the um, fact that I am living in linen right now, and I absolutely love it. I am not one to wear shorts. Um, I will wear shorts like around the house, but I'm not going to really go out in shorts. So I need ways to stay cool in the summer. And um, so I'm loving linen um, pants, and I'm tall. I'm almost 5'9". I used to be 5'9". I'm shrinking. Um, and so I get a lot of my linen pants from Old Navy, which are actually a linen blend, so they don't wrinkle up quite as badly but if you I think they're kind of cut to be a little more ankle length so on me they really are ankle length so they're a little shorter but not like capri length um but that and I've got a couple linen um a couple linen shirts or just t-shirts that is totally it's totally my my summer coastal grandmother vibe <laughs> and I'm, I'm loving it so that's I'm going to actually be looking um I have a couple pairs of um linen pants from Amazon that I bought um, like during lockdown and so I think I might be looking for some more um, on Prime Day to see if that kind of stuff is on sale but Old Navy and The Gap are good places for it Amazon and then I get a lot of ads and I'd love to hear from anybody who has um, ever bought for them for this place called Quince I get these Instagram and Facebook ads and they have a lot of kind of like luxury clothes for cheaper prices so they are always trying to sell me um, a linen button-down shirt which I may buy I don't like don't love the look of their linen pants I don't like the way the waistband is um, but they also um, during the winter months they're pushing cashmere sweaters on me for um, you know kind of less expensive I might try one this year but if anyone has bought anything like cashmere or linen from Quince let me know if it was worth it because they, they have really good prices I was going to talk a little bit about my like mid-year goal check I did my goal refresh through uh, my power sheets and um but, you know, it's getting late and I'm getting tired. So I think I will save that for the next podcast. Um, I'm curious, though, um, if you guys, if you've set goals for 2022, do you take a minute halfway through and halfway through the year to see how you're doing on them? If your goals are still your goals or if you need to change direction. Um, let's talk about that more next time. Um I do want to thank a couple people for reviews. I love it. I just love it so much when I pop onto um, Apple Podcasts and see some reviews. So MN Zen, thank you so much for your um, for your comment. She says that she um, talks to the podcast. I do that too when I'm listening to podcasts, just like you know, answering. Oh, I like that too. So I hear you. I hear you, and I hear all of you that comment in your head. Um, that is. <laughs> always appreciated. I love it when you comment um, on the show notes or in the Facebook group. Love it all. But, you know, I also appreciate the, those of you that comment in your head. And then Fabric Fun, um, thank you for your comments. Um, she mentioned that 
we seem to have a lot in common. And isn't that true of all of us here in the Simple Handmade Everyday community here? Um, we just, we love to sit around and, and drink our lovely beverages and chat about what we're making and reading and watching and, and how we're keeping our houses um, warm and cozy. So that's about it for this week. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. You can find me online at Simple Handmade Every Day on Instagram at Kristen Esser. And please consider joining the Simple Handmade Every Day private Facebook group so that we can keep the conversation going. And I want to say that we did a fun 10-day challenge in that group, and we will be resurrecting that idea again. So um, come and join us. Have a great week.